Why spend hours searching dealerships, comparing makes and models? Find the best of BC's inventory in one place, todaysdrive.com. You'll have access to inventory across BC, where you can easily find a vehicle that fits your needs and gets you where you need to go in comfort. Get in the driver's seat. Don't miss out on the many options we have available for you. Powered by Black Press Media, todaysdrive.com connects you with exclusive new and used car deals. Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thanks for listening. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and Vancouver Island Daily. School District 69 students are now on their winter break, but still working away is the district superintendent of schools, and we welcome him back to talk about an interesting 2022 on the education front. Thanks for joining us again, Peter Jory. Happy to be here. Thanks. 2022 was... As we mentioned, another interesting calendar year in our school systems, starting in January with staggered starts for students due to COVID and eventually returning more and more to a sense of normalcy. How would you describe the year both for the district and for you personally? We did really have an interesting year last year. I hadn't thought about the staggered start till you mentioned it. We were right in the middle of COVID all the way through the fall and into the wintertime. And it was also a year where the province had really taken some hits. For the summertime, there was a, a terrible fires. School districts were impacted. One school district lost an entire school. Their town basically burnt away from them. The fall was weather bomb and road closures, flooding through the Fraser Valley, supply chain issues, and we were all dealing with that stuff all fall of last year. And then turned the corner into the new year, and it kind of seemed to subside a little bit. And then we got into dialing back the COVID restrictions and opening up some of the activities that that we really like to see in our schools and that we know that our parents and our students enjoy being a part of them. And so that was really a kind of a great, exciting time. This year's going pretty well. We're really, really happy to just be doing the things that we like to do, learning events, basketball games, all that stuff. And it feels a lot like it used to feel. And that's a good thing. Heading into 2023, what are some of the challenges for the district? We're doing quite well on a number of fronts. I'm really happy to see that our graduation rates have crested 90 for the first time ever and that all our staff has done just such a great job supporting our kids in these recent times. But we have the same challenges that everybody else has, I think. The entire global economy has shifted and there's a real workforce challenge. We are fortunate that we have enough teachers. We attract teachers here. We have our pick. We really are in a place of privilege there. But every other part of the workforce is hard for us to get, hard for everybody to get. So we've got postings for tradespeople, custodians, and of course, bus drivers. If you know of anybody who wants to drive a bus for the school district, please send them our way. I do this every time I get a chance to do that. That's probably right at the top of the list. And then it's just the regular business of school and trying to get back to those good habits and and good practices that, that we know are effective and that will make sure our kids are successful and well-supported. Do you feel that you've settled into your role at this point and you're having a bigger impact? I think people would say that I had a fairly big impact right away. I do have a tendency to, to go at things fairly directly. And if you sit down in a meeting with me and you tell me something's not working, my response is, what are we going to do about it? And to tend to get after it as quickly as possible. I'm also very interested in information and like to not just hear the story of it, but see the rest of it, triangulate with whatever data is available and 
I think there's a change for people. They kind of are adjusting to that, but it, it's working. Things are moving forward. We're uh, revising our systems, being more achievement and outcome oriented and trying to modernize our systems all across the school district. And I'll give an example of that. Our operations department's working very hard right now, but we have a lot of paper-based practice there. And so switching over to a work order system that gives information both ways has been a big improvement for us. And the next step really is to get our bus system all digitized, make sure that we're using a program that can make our routes more efficient and improve communication with parents. Get them off paper for the application process. We've got to do that very soon. Are you having fun? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I have moments like everybody else, don't get me wrong, but generally speaking, I'm having a really good time and enjoying my staff immensely and feeling like it's going in the right direction. COVID is still around, obviously, but more recently, there's been a province-wide spike in flu-related absences. How have the numbers been in SD69 and how have the teachers and students adapted? Our absentee numbers right now are slightly lower than they were in peak pandemic times. The last two years, we would have seen more kids away than we do right now. But it's quite a bit higher than it was prior to that. We're not back to a normal absentee pattern by any means. Any given day in our district, it's up and down. 10 to 30% of students are typically away for a portion of the day, and that's the way it's calculated now. We'll see moments where any school will take on the flu or the cold or or some variant of the COVID and and you'll see 30 to 40% of students away. And then that'll be followed by teacher absences typically, but it's been rotating around. And so the good news is we've been able to cover. Our ed staff is rarely in a no-fail situation where we'd have to cover internally. And so we've been very fortunate. And of course, that's because we've got a pretty good replacement roster. It's still happening and we're still having our events. We're still meeting in person and carrying on. And most of the time in most places, it looks similar to what it would have looked like two or three years ago. So that's a positive. When you talk to parents and other stakeholders, what are their main concerns or thoughts? I think for most parents, right off the bat, they want to know that their child is safe and cared for. That is just a normal parenting response. And you really see that in the first day of school when new parents bring their kindergarten students to the building. And so to be able to assure them that that we've got that covered is incredibly important uh, for a system. The next, is my child happy, I think, is a universal wish for parents. Whether the child is 5 years old or 15 years old or 18 years old or older, most parents, if you just have one thing, let my child be happy. And so seeing them enjoy themselves as they go to and from school and interact with peers in a positive way, that's, that's incredibly important for parents. Then next on the list is really, are they getting what they need? Can they do the things that maybe they should be doing? Is that going well or well enough? And so that's probably what comes next. And then there's this other, I would say, level where parents want some assurance that their kids have all the opportunities that they'd like them to have, that they're ready for the workforce, that they're ready to go to post-secondary, that they can compete in the job market. That's the next level of interest for parents. And so for us as a system, we've got to be able to start at that very fundamental safe, caring environment and then make sure that we are working through the rest of those layers and having kids go out the door ready to take on the next step in their life. How would you say that the students and the teachers have adapted to the, all the outside stuff swirling about them in the last little while? 
we maybe underestimate kids as a system, not necessarily any one of us, but generally speaking, we will often coddle them a little, I think. And the truth is they're very resilient. Kids adapt, they learn, they change, and they get used to things and they persevere. They need support with that. They need expertise to kind of give them the tools that they need to thrive. But they do incredibly well. Now, I'll tell you, when the whole pandemic thing with the restrictions in place and the distancing and the masks and so on, you would ask a student, are you happy with this situation? They'd say no, but we get it. But as soon as those restrictions dropped off, you could see them start to just cluster together and cling to each other and you know participate in all that social stuff as much as they possibly can. But at the end of it, kids are kids, and they still are learning, and they still are developing. We're very proud to be a part of that and to, and to support them with their journey. How would you say that teaching has changed since you began in the profession? I get to be a crusty old guy now and confess that when I first started teaching, there was no internet. It existed technically somewhere, but it was not in the school system. My first couple of years didn't have that. We did have computers, floppy disk drives with 5K capacity for our arts programs and such. You could get a fancy CD-ROM, which would have the entire encyclopedia set on one disk. That was mind-bending stuff. But we didn't do email, which is interesting. We didn't do research using computers. And that phased itself in over my first, I would say, year two, year three into the next phase. And so I'm a holdover. It's like talking to somebody um, who lived before the internal combustion engine or something like that. This is going back a ways, it seems now. And of course, our entire education system is geared around technology now to some degree. We still have books, of course, but so much is done on word processors. So much learning is done through information that you're gathering through the internet. And of course, the skill set has shifted in our new curriculum towards critical thinking, sorting information, working together with others, learning how to communicate and being ready for a world that we is going to evolve into something we can't predict. And that shift is pretty profound. As we sit now and we look outside, there's a bit of snow. When there's a snow day at school, do you enjoy it as much as the students or is it all work? I do not enjoy snow days. It is incredibly stressful to make that decision. And I think all superintendents feel the same way. Trying to, at a very tight timeline in the morning, make a call that's going to have a lot of impact, not just on learning for that day, obviously, but having people either brave the elements and get on the road where the conditions might not be the best, or conversely, and this is something that sometimes people don't think about, taking parents off the job, making them miss their hourly paycheck, making them close down their shops so that they stay home with their children. That's heady stuff. And so we don't take it lightly. I don't take it lightly for sure. And he's worried that we're going to get it wrong. We had some snow a few weeks ago when we were in session. We didn't run the buses that day. The roads on the perimeter especially were challenging and we can't get a bus out of a ditch very easily. Safety also being a primary concern there. But we were in session and I think it was the right call. The main roads were good. We were able to get two thirds of our kids into the building and that's better than being in a full closure situation. So I was pleased with the way that turned out generally. Do you make resolutions for the new year? And if so, what might they be? I've never been a New Year's resolution guy. But if I was to do that, I'd probably have the same thing that anyone over 40 would be talking about. <laughs> I'll talk about the same 10 pounds now. But I would say professionally, hopefully we can actually 
build on the success that we've had and that we continue to iron all the little challenges that we have as we return to our activities and that we'll get some real relief and then we'll get back to a year or two from now having full attendance and just to see what that's going to be like, what kind of exciting progress we can make if we're not facing the challenges of the workforce or illness. And what would your message for 2023 be to the students, the parents, the teachers, and everyone else out there? First of all, have a great break and and, uh, relax and uh, enjoy yourself. But first things first, let's take the time that we have. Then let's make the most of everything, I would say. We're in the process, actually, of developing a new strategic plan. We've had surveys. We had focus groups through the fall. And then we're going to get in a room and look through that data and see where we're going to go next. And that's probably going to determine our focus area. But what I'm seeing is a real interest in health and wellness, of course. But I'm also seeing a real interest in community, meaning all that stuff I've been talking about, clubs, teams, dances, that stuff is very important to people, it would seem, more so than ever. And so what I would say is encourage us to go in that direction as a system. Take part. 50 years ago, we were told as kids, do this stuff, join, participate, be a part of the culture of school. I would say that is still good advice in 2023. Peter, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely my pleasure to be here. I wasn't working too hard. I'm actually off, but it was always a pleasure to talk to you. That's this edition of PQ Beat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com.